This week on Homer Superior. I never even asked you because of the gala. Who did you vote for for this uh, X-Men election? I did not vote. I'm sorry. <gasps> oh, my. Wow. Yeah, this podcast wow. is over. Uh, thank you to our. Thank, don't thank you to our. <laughs> um, you heard it here first. Aaron Amos doesn't vote. <laughs> yeah. Well, Brent is gay, and Kaylin's gay, and Clark is gay, and Ryan's gay, and Adam's gay. It's Homo Superior. Welcome to Homo Superior, where nobody ever remembers the tale. Issue 280, I'm Kaylin. I'm Aaron. I'm Ryan. I'm Adam. And I'm Brent Wingate. <laughs> You're not hearing double. You might have noticed a different voice <laughs> on the podcast, as we have our very first guest host. It's the Wichita Daredevil himself, Aaron Amos. Fashion year on Homo Superior never dies because a massive batch of variant covers was released showing dozens of looks from the upcoming Hellfire Gala. We'll try to play Hated It or Hotted It if we remember. Uh, there are new X-Titties, X-Titles, <laughs> uh, old animated episodes, and current comics, which will make you feel more informed than an economist reader at an NPR wine spritzer. Oh, and Ryan is here to do his fucking plug thing or whatever, some bullshit. <laughs> All right, let's do some housekeeping first. All right. Uh, if you haven't heard it yet, it dropped this week. Our creator crush, our interview with Charlie Jane Anders. Adam and I Ooh. got a chance to talk to her. She is delightful. She's talented. She's a fan like us. She co-created Escapade and Morgan, two of our favorite new creations. She's currently writing New Mutants Lethal Legion. The second issue dropped this week. We'll be talking about that. She's got a podcast called Our Opinions Are Correct. She's a fucking. She's not a triple threat. She's like a omnipotent threat. Yeah. Not a. I don't even know Octop- how many octo octuple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of threat. yeah. She's it's, an octopus yeah. that is threatening. None <laughs> of us learned Greek or Latin, huh? <laughs> or any language for that matter, or how to speak. But she's great. Uh, so listen to listen, now. Listen to that podcast. Uh, I don't have anything on this, so okay, I will jump right in. Well, so, uh, well, okay. I mean, if you want to talk about Charlie Jane a little bit more, is there any takeaways that you got that was particularly exciting? I I, lis- I just listened as a you know a listener, first and, time listener, yeah, <laughs> long time <Long-time> caller, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I I thought uh, this current run illuminated the character so much that it made me enjoy the series that's currently out a lot more because mm. you got into the mind of what she was doing. I, I loved it. Yeah. It was a great interview. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, she's wonderful. There were so many good discussions I felt around just, yeah, queer joy in characters, why you have different types of characters. Like, it was just a very different, I think, even creator crush than we normally have, and I, I just really appreciated that. I thought we got really into, like, the different ways to write and she, i mean she does what is it book writing as well she's a novelist right so there was just so there was even more color and more experience than i think we normally see from a lot of obviously amazing great people but also mostly comic writers so you just hear that them. other creator crushes yeah, you fuck suck you, steve orlando yeah, not, not friends of the pod so much anymore <laughs> also we made fun of steve so many times on that pod uh <laughs> even though he was not interviewed which i'm sure he appreciated even though he'll never listen Love to this that. All right, let's move on to our next segment. As Brent mentioned, and a new voice you heard in a roll call, it's Aaron Amos from the Talking Ooh. Comics podcast. He's a longtime friend, and he's a big nerd like us, and he loves the X-Men. But Aaron, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Talk to us first about your podcast. Yeah, so the Talking Comics podcast uh, actually started as something else. It started as something called Fanboy Remix uh, many, many years ago. Um, And then it 
morphed right around the time of the new movie. Oh, I see what you did there. Bitch. You like that? You it like was that? always the podcast that made me laugh. <laughs> you like that? So it, 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 it shifted around the new 52 and really just started evolving into this group of friends that like to get together and talk about comics. No real sort of agenda. Nothing really that it was trying to accomplish, but rather being inclusive. Uh, there's always been females on the show. Uh, the objective being, you know, recognizing that it's a daunting place for females, uh, mm -hmm. the comics industry, um, just being a comic reader um, and just sort of bringing that diversity and the, the types of books. So everyone loves, the, you know, the, the, the big two. But at the same time, we always like to bring something else to the, the conversation, some independent writer someone who's trying to get their story seen, someone who's taking a different path to telling a story. And it's not all, you know, capes and tights and things of that <laughs> nature. So we really sort of found that corner, found that niche, and it's just something I really enjoy doing. Uh, it's like hanging out with my friends once a week. Uh, it is a great podcast. If you haven't listened, it's wherever you can find any podcast. We'll do the plug again at the end of this episode called Talking Comics. Really glad you're doing it and glad you're gone. Why did I feel like that was an attack on us? Why? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we like to include women and have diverse <laughs> perspectives. And... But I will say no <laughs> thank, thank you for having so many people on your podcast. Like, not enough podcasts have giant staff there you know we what i mean a lot of people thank well i appreciate it as a five-person team it's tough what, was, what was about my giant staff again jafar we have a giant roster um sometimes everyone shows up yeah sometimes <laughs> they don't but we have so many do, that do you have like a show. good pto program do you have to you, <laughs> yeah, use your sick days as pto like how does it work are you are you actively uh Recruiting for any other talent? Yeah. <laughs> the door is like revolving. It, people it, come in. They also hang out. If, rat, if rats were to flee a sinking ship, would you be willing to take them on? Are you talking about a sinking ship or your house, Brett? I don't need this kind of attack. Send me your resume. Yeah, there. <laughs> Let's Great. see what we can do. All right. So we talked about your podcast, but let's talk a little bit about you. Sure. Give us your secret origin as a nerd. You know, my origin is an odd one because it wasn't. It wasn't the path that I think so many people take when they say, well, I've been reading comics since I mm. was, you know, four years old and I could figure <laughs> out what a word was, blah, blah, blah. I can say legitimately that I have always, I can't remember a time where I didn't love science fiction-y type things or, or superhero type things or that type of stuff. But in all reality, didn't come from a family of means, right? Didn't wasn't like I had an allowance mm. that I could go down mm -hmm. to the corner and buy a bunch of comics. So... You know, I was limited in what I could do. So if it was on television, I was all on board. We had a, you know, I don't know. I might be aging myself or dating myself. Walden's books. Shut up. Don't shade me. No, oh I love Walden's books. <laughs> no, I would be there for hours. And they would let you actually read the comics, Sit, yes. which you weren't supposed to. But <laughs> I would be that guy. They'd finally just look at me like, eh, it doesn't matter. Just go ahead. Just, <laughs> yeah. you know, look at the poor thing. Um, so I would just sit there and sort of read what I could get my hands on yeah. and sort of have that sort of little adventure on my own because I was the only one in my family that really actually mm. nerded out everyone else was into sports ball and things I like know. that <laughs> it's tough I think a lot of queer characters or not characters but people do the same thing where no, no 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 Aaron's a character <laughs> just like I was going to say I, I accept it yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> was there anything that you read were you really like reading like, when you were at Walden Books you know it's interesting I, I think I initially started off with all things DC like if it it, it came from a a place of Superman and everyone around Superman, then that was it. Mm. But then I walked across, you know, the store and I saw <laughs> this woman with white hair 
African women yes, flowing oh. in the wind. Yeah. Who's with he her, talking about? With her. <laughs> Halle Berry, shut her up. Boobies hanging out of her little uh, <laughs> oh, leather uh, outfit. And I was like, bitch, please. Yes. 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 I'm going to be sitting over here now. Yeah. And that sort of started a whole different oh, nice. path. It really was. Just seeing. And then when, you know, obviously in the 90s when the, the X Men series, you know, hit, well, I guess. Storm yeah. is everyone's it, it sexual just, awakening. Yeah. I know. It was Cultural just a thing. <laughs> it was just oh, a thing. That's true. So. All right. So we're mostly a fashion podcast. I mean, X Men and MCU podcast. So we got to ask a few questions. Sure. What is your favorite current X Men title being published? Is it really being published anymore with everything happening? But X Men Red. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's still being published. Real, yeah, it's coming back. With, with all the sinister stuff. Happening. It would storm. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, that's why. Yeah, uh, storm so is just, good. Mother, right mother, mother, mother. Uh, all right. What's your all-time favorite X-Men event? I am going to be so basic. Chuck saying, Austin's run. No. <laughs> I'm going to be so basic because I dipped in and out of X-Men for a while. But I got to be honest, though, we've said this before, the whole school thing sometimes didn't really work for me. Mm-hmm. I really loved X of Swords. I really, mm. oh. I really did. I know that's very recent. Not everyone loved it. It's a good one, man. I did. It's a great was I, it, I loved it, too. Was it Gorgon having sex with a rock? Or? <laughs> you know, it didn't hurt. He got his rocks off. That's not it hurt him. Not yeah. Either. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't yeah. hurt. So. Yeah. Oh, we loved it, too. Uh, so we also talk about the MCU on this podcast. So what's your favorite MCU movie and or TV show? I'm going to say... Okay, if you'd asked me two years ago, I probably would have said Captain America, Winter Soldier. Yeah. Thank Ooh, you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> See, Brent, people like it. Shut but up. that might be... Shut up, nerd. <laughs> that might be eclipsed by Ms. Marvel. Ooh. Oh, my God, Yay. Aaron. This is why we're friends. <laughs> I love Ms. Marvel. Might be eclipsed by Ms. Marvel. Good choice. I don't we like the go- amount of synergy that's happening at this <laughs> section of the table. <laughs> Sorry, not all of us yeah. can love Doctor Strange at Brent. <laughs> that's, why, would you, why would you put that on me? Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Yeah. Sorry, that chick was crazy. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. I don't, all right. This is not my so, podcast. <laughs> uh, so going back to the X-Men for a second, give us what your most controversial opinion about the X-Men. Uh, go nuts. All right. I don't know if it's my opinion. I I was listening to another podcast. What? <laughs> There's other podcasts. Um, and it was a what podcast was I'd listened to for years until, you know, life happens and the, the country you know went to shit and you realize mm-hmm. what side of the fence people are on. Yeah. And they kept talking about the age of Krakoa, basically X-Men being assholes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I got into this sort of... De- I'm just call it healthy debate <laughs> because they didn't understand how I was perceiving the X-Men as most of us do as an othered community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the discussion uh, sort of centered around if you were able to see every attempt you ever made to coexist end in your own annihilation, what would you do? And they couldn't get it. Mm-hmm. So that, so it, it was just this sort of, argument and this conversation that went on and on and on and yeah let's just say I, I, I had some words for them and I no longer listen to that podcast but you know I feel like they really... have the controversial yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, <laughs> they're on the wrong side of history there absolutely <laughs> and you're gonna name this podcast yes like mine is yeah. uh, I hate cable so it's different. You know what I mean? That's why you yeah. cut the cord, right? That's why you're yeah. just streaming now. <clears throat> if I want to time travel it's gonna be Bishop. Yeah. Right. Uh um, I don't I turned to someone uh, there was uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, let's go in. Yeah, no, let's, no, come we're on, squeezing bro. through the tunnel. Yeah. 
I love her now. Okay. But historically, Jean Grey got on my damn nerves. Oh, oh you're on the right baby, podcast. You're on so, the right yeah, podcast. Jean yeah. stands are nuts. I've always I loved love Jean Grey. Now. <laughs> I, for one, welcome my Jean Grey fan overlords. <laughs> yeah, that's I, fair. I love They're everything they do intense. now. They're just intense. Yeah. I think I started liking her after they resurrected her yeah. a few years ago. And like it was Tom Taylor's X-Men Red. Mm-hmm. And then the Krakoan era. Like She's got agency. She's it's been not, a great place. Yeah, it's not just based on her relationship with Scott. It's not about like the Phoenix. It is she's moved on from from all that stuff, all that baggage. That's one time a giant hiatus of not being in the comics has really worked, and Correct. no one wanted the original five to come back. So like when the real Jean came back, we I were think excited. she finally forgave herself for frying all that broccoli. And <laughs> yeah, said, I'm ready like, to. And move that on. wasn't me. I was a cocoon <laughs> at the bottom of the river. <laughs> yeah, I think my issue was always I don't. I always have issues with female characters that are. I use it as a verb, Lois Lane. You know, where mm. their their existence is based on moving a plot forward for a male character. Yes. That bothered yeah. me. So I was just like, you get on my nerves. You're just there. You have all this power and you're just there to be Hey, she fainted a lot on the cartoon show. Yeah. Yeah. It's a slide. weird example because yeah. the there are tons <laughs> of like young adult novels where there's a young female protagonist who has to pick between two almost identical guys. Mm-hmm. She's a character who's got two you know, tough leader-ish types who are fighting over her, and she's not the central character yeah, of that fight. That's a good point. Well, uh, when they created her, they were like, she's so different. She's got red hair. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so different. Diversity. You like, yeah. yeah. There's no, no red-haired characters at all, except for Patsy Walker <laughs> and Mary Jane Watson. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, uh, but related to that, is there like a X-Men hill you'll die on? really pushing i really have been thinking yeah you're you're making my brain hurt (laughs) (laughs) thank you Um, that's my job on this podcast we are a brain hurt podcast (laughs) (laughs) i don't okay this may i don't know what people's thoughts are about this but lately i've been hearing a lot of charles xavier's has always been an asshole i Mm. don't know if i agree with that i agree he's had asshole tendencies He's an onion. He has layers. You, you know, he, you just he smells bad too. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I could see Makes that. you cry. When you help him open up when you help open him up, he hurts you. <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you do with that? I don't Legion. I don't want to pursue that. Chopping an onion? Caitlin, with your synergy that you had earlier, how do you feel about his comments right now? <laughs> My synergy? This is the yeah. podcast schedule. Yeah. Oh. Um, I well, I don't you, know what you, you're talking well, you about. Say, for example, you were saying to me that Charles Xavier could die in a fire, and you wouldn't yeah. mind. And you <laughs> hate you hate any well, other person. I would push that him in the fire. What was it you were saying? Constant shitstorm. I don't. I don't remember. You've words. said Magneto was right a lot, and it's and specifically in reference to Xavier. And this isn't a joke. That's actually something I have yeah. said. It. <laughs> I am very much a Magneto was right Stan, and yeah. then I was also very much a Scott Summers was right when he got all militant because I do agree. Like. You know, when you are part of a marginalized mm-hmm. community and when somebody's trying to come and kill you, mm-hmm. you know, respectability politics ain't what it's supposed to be. I don't care what, yep. you know, certain organizations tell us to do or certain politicians tell us to do. Yeah. It is it is about your fight for survival. And you got to do what you got to do to protect yourself and protect your people. Um, it is what it is. So, But I think Charles Xavier is a complex character. I think yeah. that issue of Immortal X-Men right before Sins of Sinister started... Uh, obviously, it was a sinisterized Xavier, <laughs> but it was still him. Mm-hmm. And like the way he kind of talked about, you know, his like dream. It's like I get that this is not achievable, but I can't call it my ten point plan yeah. or whatever. I have to call it a dream because it is 
the North Star that we are trying to achieve that we will never get to. He's shit stirring this week in the comics, though. About oh, when he yeah. has a conversation yeah. about Beast, we'll talk about it later. But yeah, 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 yeah. that whole exchange he, is he wild. He was stirring it. Oh, yeah. he was. Whenever he has written to lose any of the kind of like respectable t- teacher you want to impress vibe, I do feel like there's something lost in that that telling. So, my perspective on on Charles Xavier is, first of all, for me to say that I don't think he's a complete asshole does not mean that I don't also agree with Magneto. <laughs> yeah. Wait, also, you like Beast uh, too? Now? Real fence yeah. that are right there. No, no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Here's the reason. I have always had this issue. I did say earlier that Captain America and the Winter Soldier was my favorite MCU movie, but I've always had this issue with Captain America because I have this issue with everyone centering around this blonde, blue-eyed, white guy mm-hmm. as the savior. Yeah. I have the same issue with Charles Xavier being this sort of, I will never do anything wrong mm-hmm moral compass i appreciate this one who's now more pragmatic and is willing to make the hard decisions is willing to be the asshole sometimes is a little bit more humanized so i think that's what i'm sort of referencing but at the same time i kind of always felt like Magneto had a point mm-hmm. oh you always had a point the thing the hill that uh, uh i would always die on is when people certain fans would compare professor x and magneto as mlk jr mm. and malcolm x yeah. i'm like first of all real people fictitious characters yes. Two black men, two black leaders from the 20th century, two white fictional characters, mm. like weird fucking flex. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, it, they weren't diametrically opposite either. Like Dr. King and, you know, Malcolm X were not, you know, they had different, obviously different methods, but they tended to agree with each other mm-hmm. a lot. But ironically, the comics right now, you see Professor X and Magneto right before he died and Axe clearly like had that part of it too, so. I picked Jubilee. Jubilee <laughs> should never have existed as a character. I agree. That, she should have not been a POV. That's character. a controversial I, opinion. I think. All right. Here's here's my controversial opinion. I, I think the only reason people like Jubilee as a character is so that they can easily cosplay as her. She's like a fun one. Yeah, is she? Well, I do. <laughs> She's got a great great costume. Someone that I previously dated loved her and to he cosplay has bad as her. Taste, to so. cosplay as her. Yeah, exactly. Actually, yeah. he would. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> it's always to cosplay he, as her. It's always fun to go up to them and go, "Oh, are you the kid from It?" Because they just have the yellow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Actually, I'm it. the Morton Salt girl. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, all right. Well, Aaron, again, well, thank thanks so much you. for being thank here. You. You're going to be on the pod offering your perspective, telling us to, sh- you know, say shut up nerds to us when we have <laughs> stupid you. opinions, which we have a lot of. Thanks for being in the hot seat. We appreciate it. Is this the hot seat? Yeah. Ooh, it's connected man. to Kalen's oven where we're recording. These <laughs> but the oven doesn't work. Yeah, it's not on. So. <laughs> <laughs> Room temperature That's seat. still the hot I seat. I want fashion. Fashion. Finally. It's time we are for Aaron's podcast. favorite, X-Men Red. Carpet. Uh, Marvel unveiled the looks for this year's wow. Hellfire Gala, and since we're now a fashion podcast, she's got the look. Okay, no, no, it's, no it's Ryan's got to do it. Ryan, she's got the do look it for us. It's not appropriate right now. Let's yeah, I agree. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, we're going to quickly judge each of them. Uh, did they deserve a hated it, which means you hated it, or did they deserve a hotted it, which means you liked it? Wait, slow down. Slow down. <laughs> Wait, yeah, yeah. Can you explain that again? <laughs> Uh, all right, first up, she'll read your mind and you for filth of your Cyclops killing brood. It's Jean Grey in a gorgeous Emerald Bowser cosplay on the Storm Number no. 3 variant cover by Russell Dowderman. What'd you guys think of this? Hated it or hotted it? Except for the helmet, I'd say uh, hotted it. It does look like she won a competition. Make your prom dress out of aluminum foil. <laughs> Hell yes. <laughs> 
I hotted it um, of the because she's been on all of these Hellfire ones, and I think this is her best look of the bunch. I agree with Ryan, which is <gasps> a weird feeling Stop. for me. I know. I I hotted it as well. I like the helmet. It's very Flash Gordon 1980, but it's also very 1920s flapper. Oh yeah, does have a flapper. Aaron, what'd you think? I first of all, I love saying how did it did it. Yeah, <laughs> you never know when to just, stop. Right, just yeah. make that clear. <laughs> but I had it. I really liked it from the from the get go. As soon as I saw it, I don't know. Maybe it's the way it's drawn. Maybe it was drawn from another angle. I'd be like, oh, you suck. But no. Yeah, I, <laughs> it's, I, I love it. All right, next, do androids dream of electric couture? Vision shows off his titties <laughs> and a cape on the Avengers number three variant cover by David Baldion. The fuck is this? <laughs> what I wanted to know is, is that an option? When did Marvel acquire Red Tornado? Because that's what he yeah. fucking looks like. It looks exactly like Red Tornado. Yeah. Uh, Vision is giving me the vibe of someone who always wears a suit, and then you finally convince them to like, yeah, take off your shirt and enjoy the pool, and you're like, oh shit, your jacket's super fucked. high. Yeah. Oh my god, cheaty. I'm As our yet. DC ex- expert, is this is Red this, Tornado? Yeah, is this Red Tornado? <laughs> it really is Red Tornado. It is. Yeah. <laughs> First of all. I will say I did have to expand it because I, I swear to you I couldn't actually see the outfit. It was hard to tell it's, who some of these characters were based I, on what they were wearing. I thought he was I. It looked like it's weird. Uh, the art is beautiful, but it's it blends into the forest so much that it's hard to tell. That is the most windswept forest <laughs> only around his cave. He is at an all-inclusive resort in Cancun wearing a goddamn robe. That's what this outfit is. This is not red carpet. I'm sorry. Well, next yeah. up, she'll cut a bitch. It's Wolverine 35. Yes. Uh, covered by Mahmoud Asrar. Hotted it. It's a great look. It's And, and it's old woman Laura. It's uh, Talon. Talon. Talon, thank you. Yeah, that's Michelle Visage. Um, <laughs> she just has the same, like, <laughs> spot on. Oh, my God. No, no, that's all I can see. Who wore it better? It's, but I, where are they getting these, like, glasses with the big, like, where it sort of looks like holographic. Warby Parker. Yeah, so they're, oh, yeah. They do have everything. <laughs> yeah, they really do. Can I go out? Uh, I like uh, it. Next up, serving flower and glower power, Kingpin graces the cover of Daredevil 9, number 13, by, a Javi, by Javier Garon with his presence in an outfit flown in straight from Macbeth on Broadway. Did he buy his outfit at onthenose.com? <laughs> yeah. And it's very hedonism bought from Futurama. Yes, 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 yes. I very regret nice. nothing. I like the layers. <laughs> yeah. It's the best he's ever looked. It's a good it's, combination of colors. That's it's, the thing. It's it's not a big white suit. I'm hearing yeah, a, I'm it's hearing Roman a da, da, da. And I like that he showed up even though he wasn't invited. So, yeah. yeah. It's well, perfect for showing you exactly where to stab. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll start group hateding and hateding. Uh Phantom X makes his Krakoa debut on Nick Dragota's variant cover Deadpool number nine with a snazzy new suit, a new take on his iconic trench coat, and bisexual lighting sunglasses. If I didn't know any better, he looks like Roman from Succession with a ski mask on. That was my joke. Hated it. Hated it. Hated it. Hated it. Hated it. It's it's so it's just his outfit with uh, I went to Coachella once glasses on. And uh, it has an extra vest. Fuck off. I went to Coachella I once hate it. glasses on. <laughs> That's you know, like you buy like 2000, 2020 glasses for the new year or 2021. Yeah. This is, oh, I went to Coachella glasses. Got it. <laughs> he looks like the rich dad at Electric Daisy Carnival, and he's at his own VIP table. <laughs> this is the POV of someone about to explain cryptocurrency to you. Oh, my God. Yeah. I sort of get the, this is the outfit you wear if you want to flex at a coffee shop, but not a gala. <laughs> yes, <laughs> a thousand. Yeah. But, I would do this cosplay, and then Ryan would get mad at me. <laughs> uh, buckle up with Bishop's new look on X Force number three, 1943, by Carlos Gomez. He has buckles. That's why he's I hot. Said that. He is fucking <laughs> astonishing. Safety first. 
What's I different? Mean, yeah. Yeah, it's the same outfit. He just like but I love it. But Bucko, he like just came from the car. He, he yeah. Sensed it. Yeah. He yeah. Sensed it. He looks like he came from an archaeological dig. Yeah, he was in his like car and he was like, shit, I need an outfit for tonight. What do I need to do? I guess these. So we're hotting Bishop, hating the outfit. Well, yeah. I also sorry, because yeah. he is wearing buckles, but also trying to wear buckles, belt buckles as suspenders. I think he missed the point about which one's which. I also don't it's, understand. from the future. They wear both. No. What I don't understand is where the like buckles start and stop or and pick up. Because well, there's one wrapped around his shoulder. There's one around his leg. It's like, like a they... snake eating its own tail. Oh, on the same it's a buckle eating its own tail. Those need a body slide by two off him. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely <laughs> That's Cable. Next up. Let's give him credit. It's great. <laughs> Come on. Next good. up. Did somebody say Fantastic Whore? Oscar Vegas, Fantastic Four, number nine. Variant cover puts Iceman front and center. With some weird platform shoes and a suit straight out of 1987. Hated it. Really? It's not good. That's because this is shit you would wear, Ryan. <laughs> you guys hate this? I, I'll show you what I wore today to work. It's very similar. It's aging so, millennial it's, trying to be Gen Z. Ouch. I don't like it. I'm right here. Like oh, it. yeah. Look, Brandy even has your earrings. I <laughs> like it. I like this outfit. I feel like it's got a little it's, bit of the 70s periwinkle blue. It is somewhat stylish. I don't like the boots. I did not realize. I did not realize the boots were there. Okay, I disagree. Sugar and spice made those come back in. Um, Aaron, you're the tiebreaker. Is it a yes or a no? Is the it a hated it? The only thing it? I love are the boots. Oh, the icebreaker. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. So we're on a hot at it. But also the orange. The pop of orange is a good look for someone who is always. Always like blue. The pop Agreed. of orange is good, but I hate the fact that he's wearing French cuffs and they're not button. Lazy. Okay, and mom. also, yeah. <laughs> he does look like he's going to bully me for being queer. Oh my gosh. Next up, Kate Pride's giving unlit pussy on Erica DeUrso's variant cover for X-Men Days of Future Past Doomsday number one. This is weird. Well, she's got to get to a Rocky Horror Picture show <laughs> after this. Moulin Rouge. Yeah. It's very uh, Jerry Seinfeld. I don't want to be a pirate. <laughs> it, I think hated it, but she looks fine, but it's just not like It doesn't look like a gala enough. outfit. Yeah, it looks like, because I know she's going to get her like new ninja costume. Looks, looks amazing. But like, yeah, this, I also don't necessarily love how they drew her face because she looks sort of Asian. Uh, Oh, there is a little no. bit that I was not expecting to, to comment on that. This feels a little bit. But I also feel like I would put on like the little red sign uh, at Fogo de Chao and tell her not to give me any more meat. <laughs> well, one, I'm a vegetarian, and two, she looks like she works at Fogo de Chao. Does look well, yeah, oh, like or geez. that she works at the Moulin Rouge, like as the like uh, bartender. Give me like, like yeah, stop serving me meat at the Moulin Rouge. When did we become a mean podcast? Huh? <laughs> a meat podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sorry, he's not home right now, but Miles Morales is walking into spider webs on the uh, Hellfire Ga- Gala variant cover by Bernard Chang, trading in spandex for high tops and a bow tie. Nobody oh, it it. It's so Miles. good. It's good. It's so I, damn good. I love Miles all day. Same. The the face kini with the full suit. Like no, I that's what they're called. Face. Yeah, the face kini. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> You're right. It been, looks so. I was good. literally it searching for that really word. Like, good. what the fuck is that word? That's also, awesome. That tailored suit is so good. This I is love it. like high school prom realness. Like yes. it is so well done. To, now, those uh, are shoes I can get behind. The Sorry, subtlety of the web in his jacket pattern, I think, is great. Love that. Mm. I didn't even notice until I zoomed in on the photo just now. Uh, no more hemlines. <laughs> Wanda serves monochromatic chaos. She on the busy fell into Joanne's fabrics. <laughs> Boring. <laughs> I hated it. I really like it. There's nothing different. Sorry. It's a a little China doll doll dress, uh, but I like the way that she has her 
old school like um you know tiara um i don't know it kind of works for me artistically there's something that's on the page that i don't think could care like i like to imagine these in being a reality yeah the thing that i imagine from this is it's kind of like rorschach's ever-changing mask keep, keep yeah. that this dress that when you look at it it's always changing reds and blacks and yeah magic. the art yeah. is good but the i do recognize that it is just watercolor and yeah. <laughs> that's something i'm adding to it yeah that, but could right. you imagine like dusting it away constantly while she's talking to you because this fucking thing is gonna the problem is down. all the art is so good she is she is a problem yeah. she is a problem at this event because you're walking behind her and then you're always the problem but for tripping her up brent would you say she's chaos but make it fashion no, I wouldn't. Well, <laughs> well there you go. Uh, Black Panther number two, Hellfire Gala variant cover by Mateus Man- Mahanini. Gives us a T'Challa with a hard part and a slick suit worthy of a king. What'd you guys think? Hotted it. Yeah. Hotted it. Fabulous. Yeah. I like how the under, like, the, he's got a cape, but it, like, goes into the actual tailored suit. It looks really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Next up, higher, faster, fiercer. It's Captain Marvel in a stunning theme color band Lesbian icon. And an updo on Jen Bartel's variant cover of Captain Marvel Dark Tempest number one. Very much a lesbian. You or can tell icon. why all this those straight white bros hated the Marvel's trailers because she is a <laughs> nutcracker, baby. She is so hot in this. She is fucking hot. It's Sergeant Pepper. It's a little Miracle Man for the end of Alan Moore's mm-hmm. run. But it's a good fucking look. And she's promote her from Captain because she (laughs) deserves it. It Admiral Marvel. Admiral Marvel. I was getting marching band. (laughs) You didn't love it? No, I love it. it. I love a marching band. What instrument do you think she would play in marching band? Trombone. French horn. Yeah. (laughs) I would say. Yeah, French horn's pretty good. Actually. Yeah, both What's are the right. What's the heaviest instrument? The tuba. Oh, what this like the sousaphone or whatever. The tuba. The Oh, the tuba that you like climb into. The, round, the circular tuba. The one you wrap around yourself. Yeah. Uh, next up, the maker. Oh, no, sorry. Xavier <laughs> is giving Professor Sex on Lucas Warnock's Ultimate Invasion number yeah. two cover in a tight black suit, a silver chest plate, and just a whole lot of gotcha man. I think, Kaylin, you said that on Twitter, and I agree. It is very like, old school anime villains. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's okay. Um, I just The silver chest plate doesn't work for me. Yeah. Hated it. Aaron, what do you think? No, I want to go watch Gotcha, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually don't. Okay, get rid of the chest plate. I like the little halo thing. As someone speaking on who hates Xavier like you do, <laughs> <Yeah>. what do you think? Well, secrets out. <laughs> um, it, yeah, I mean, I, I just the chest plate thing is, I mean, it's a yeah. little sideways prince, but not really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the, the halo is perfect for him because how do you say I'm a... Subtle leader who can take criticism. <laughs> wow. It is a, a giant silver hand. It is a fantastic uh, Cerebro helmet. I do enjoy it. The five serve 19-year-old trust fund Nepo baby at Coachella Realness on Luciano Vecchio's Immortal X-Men number 13 variant cover. In case anyone's listening to this podcast in the future... Coachella was this past week, <laughs> which is why Adam keeps referencing it. You guys referenced it. I, I, I think all of them killed it. I yeah. think it's great. It's, I think they all did it. This is my favorite, I think. Yes. It is. Yeah, it's definitely up there it, for me. It's I, all. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, no, um, it's calling out like all their powers, too, in mm-hmm. such a fun and cool way. I love Tempest's like, uh, hourglass thing. As yes. A, it's just it, the gold balls, or as he's known now as Egg, just egg. having... Yeah. Back to his everywhere. roots, his balls everywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> balls, balls, balls. I love. Uh, it's very evocative of Kieran Gillen's *The Wicked and the Divine*. 
yeah uh, of the resurrection so of like all these deities and like especially uh when you see tempest's like kind of flapper dress uh from the 1920s fucking fucking love it yeah, it's fashion it's you don't like you it. Don't like, hate everything about it. Wow. Oh, <laughs> wow. Tell us. Yeah. Aaron, no, no, no. speak on it, please. There is so much ruching going on. There's so many pleats. <laughs> There's just, I just, I hate everything about That's each one of these. Perfect. I'm sorry. That, it's okay. Uh, pick no, pick one and read it for Phil. Oh, God. Which ones balls. do you think is the worst? Uh, gold gold balls? balls. He looks like he's got some sort of infection. Around. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> he changed his name to syphilis again. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> no more eggs. I don't love him. I don't love wow. him. Wow, love that. I love that you. Do, yeah. No, there we it go. does sound like an old disease. The way they describe. Ah, uh, you've got a case of gold balls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next stop, the Hamptons. Moon Knight number twenty-five, Hellfire Gala variant cover by W. Scott Forbes has the titular antihero ready for the white party. Moon Knight is having an off night and. Off white. It is not a good look. This is how not to use a face kini. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is bland, yeah. boring, beige. Those sneak- sometimes the man wears the suit and sometimes no one does. So uh, you'll probably appreciate this, Ryan. Thank the you. shoes look like the ones that, and this is also a very timely reference, that Bianca Del Rio hosting the uh, yes. pit stop. The, her like shoes and her <laughs> the feet are orthopedic shoes. Yes. Exactly. It does look like. He has a nursing shift he has to go on with those shoes. Yeah, like clothes. Let to... me guess, Aaron. This is your favorite look of them. I... <laughs> Damn. I, I didn't know this was Aaron. finished. I thought this was an unfinished sketch. Oh. Yeah. yeah wow, happening? that's the harshest criticism. Yeah. Damn. I do like the shoes. Yes, I, I can't wait to see what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, an age-old proverb once said, ladies is pimps too. Go and brush your shoulders off. And Emma took this to heart with her outfit and Chris Anka's varying cover for Invincible Iron Man number eight. Uh, we already talked about this shit. What do you yeah, think, Yeah, go ahead, Aaron. I love her hair. I hope she wins. <laughs> <laughs> That's the right answer. Yes. Yeah. Don't you think she could use a little bit of color now, though? Like, just do... Yeah. She, just add in a little spark of something. Gold? A little gold, maybe? See, it, there's been this many Hellfire... Uh, whatever pageants, yeah. um, and <laughs> pageants. <laughs> so, wouldn't it have been fun if she did a little pop of color in each of them, or well, something? Well, she did like gold that? last year. Remember, like in the little, like you know, you know peekaboo, what I didn't, and that's the biggest crime of all. I <laughs> yeah. don't remember. Yeah, uh, I wow. just f- feel like this is something that she would just wear. Yeah, she yeah, would just wear any day. Yeah, it's hard when you're already a fashion icon. It's true. Totally. Like, how do you <laughs> elevate that? Every we all agreed, like we're fashion icons. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I think this is this is from the uh, the uh, fall of X collection, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, he's a soul man, but man, does he need a soul? It's Ghost Rider number sixteen by uh, Gerard Parel. It's a service old school. Oh Jesus Christ! It's an old school Hell's Angels with an avant garde twist. It's All Saints threw up all over him, but I'm into it. You would be, bitch. Yeah. It's, it's fine. It's just, it's what he wears all the time. It That's what, this outfit. just feels like a random yeah. costume he's be fighting yeah. in. This is just an outfit I own. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron, do you think he combs the fire? I'm wondering how he got that little pompadour thing going there. It's cute. <laughs> yeah, that, his hair looks great. He uses the same product that Brent does. This yeah. is very much a MAMP, out, not MAMP, uh, M-A-L. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you set your hair on fire, too, when you go to that, don't you? <laughs> Some people have different fetishes. Out One of accident, and now uh, he's known for I'm the human torch. Look at me. <laughs> don't yuck my yum. As... Um, all right. Ruin me, my barefoot king. It's Daddy Thor on the cover of Thor Annual Number 1 by David Marquez. 
robes, a walking stick, and luscious locks will be having you saying, ten all fathers to be blessed with his presence. Thor just discovered matcha tea, and he feels (laughs) very excited to tell you all about his new product. I feel like if this was like on some sort of fashion review, like a real one, they would be like, why don't you stone that stick? You could have done like, I can see a hem here. I can see a Hemsworth here. I can see a Hemsworth. Yeah, that's good. Uh, but like, it doesn't, it's boring. It looks like he's ready for an off, off, off Broadway production of Technicolor. Coach. I love that. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, somebody, Aaron, did you have any thoughts on this? Oh, yeah. I hate that I love it. Oh, you do. But. Is it just his titties? It's, yeah, it's that yeah, body, it's baby. Hot. It's, really what it is. Yeah. it's fucking hot. It's just that it's, it, it's cute for him. Let's, let's see. Let's see. Dupe ooh, in that's it. a good. Ooh, that's a diss. Yeah. Would you like this outfit as much if it had dupe in it? See, no. <laughs> Do, does he also have Thor's armor? <laughs> uh, somebody light the bat signal because Catwoman and Poison Ivy have just made their entrance <laughs> wow. into the six one six thanks to the incredible looks of Black Cat and Mary Jane Watson on the amazing Spider Man number twenty nine cover by David Nakayama. Is it black and white or red and gold? But that debate was left <laughs> back in twenty fifteen. That's good. Um, Mary Jane Watson is the hottest fucking bitch on the entire planet. In this well, dress. get enough of her now because she's going to die in Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, oh no. God. What did you do, Peter? <laughs> Why are you looking at me when I said, you said that? I thought you were going to ask me. I don't like that it pays homage to Mary Jane's stupid powers, that she's able to play the lottery above her head. Come on, Tiger. Take a bet. But <laughs> <laughs> That's what she says, too. Yeah, you hit the jackpot. jackpot. What, is, uh, what is DNA 223? I think that's David Nakayama. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, what did you think, Aaron? All I can think of was Gilligan's Island. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Great. Oh, no, yeah. great pickup. Uh, Mary Ann Gentry. Yeah. Su- what the fuck is wrong with uh, Black Cat's hair? Is that a cape or is that her hair? No, it's just wearing wigs. <laughs> but it's it's just weird because it's like dressed in the front perfectly, and then the back of it just it's like two, it's two wigs. You always got to wear two <laughs> wigs. Yeah, to take one off. Uh, Hollow's Eve number five, uh, Hellfire variant uh, by Bengal has the titular character arriving in a rent the runway dress that's more high school prom than gala. I hate this character. I'm not <laughs> like those other girls. It it shows that no one's in the background because she didn't actually go to it. So you know when people catfish <laughs> at they were at events, this is her. This they just is put her. a Getty image she took there. A picture outside. Yeah, right this way, Miss DeGeneres. Oh my gosh. Mm. Any thoughts, Aaron? Jinkies. No. Um, <laughs> oh, nice. I, I don't. At first, I was like, I don't know who this is. Um, <laughs> she doesn't I, either. She's a really weird care. character from Spider Man. Just right came now. recently. It's, a, yeah. it's interesting. All right, Nova preps for Leather Week in a cute harness and some eagle pauldrons on the Guardians of the Galaxy number four, covered by Lee Garbett. I judge this look, and I dread this look. (laughs) (laughs) That's really good, you fucking bitch. This is the outfit that someone who doesn't like getting into Halloween, but is very hot, does. Yeah. Uh, uh, Yeah, oh, I just threw this together. Thousands of likes. Meanwhile, you scrapped together a sexy HAL 9000 costume, and it got two likes. Not specific to my life at all. <laughs> it's it's also very Hawkman, too, from DC. Yeah. Don't you think so, Aaron? Yes, yeah. yes, very much so. All right, a little bit of a DC. Uh, Angelica's pussy, a.k.a.'s Firestar's pussy, is on fire. Oh, Spider-Man number 10 by Stephanie Hans. Um, she looks a lot like Maddie, and she is hot as fuck, literally. Yeah. She does look like Maddie. Uh, I, I think this. I see butter rum somewhere in the flames, by the way. <laughs> they always say uh, vertical stripes make you look thinner, horizontal stripes make you look wider, and then stripes that radiate 
outward make you look terrible. <laughs> uh, she doesn't do a lot. Yeah. Some, uh, for it. for a hotted it look, it's a hated it. Yeah. Uh, yes. That's agreed. what she looks hot, but the look, the outfit, actual outfits, like, eh, what do you think, Aaron? I think that's what it is. Yeah. Like, but she looks fucking like literally on fire. I keep saying that, but still. Uh, Hellcat serves a look that's a great interpretation of her normal costume, but also feels like an unexpected homage to the blue and gold X-teams of yesteryear. This is annoying. This looks like a girl that, you know, like just wears the, those pajamas with the, the, the cat ears. The, yeah. Just say, to... just say Billie <laughs> Eilish. <laughs> I was thinking of a Megan Trainer on RuPaul's uh, Drag Race uh, when she showed up in that oh, like, yeah. PJ's outfit. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I do love you, Hellcat, but. Uh, I, I'm going to disagree with you, Ryan Crawl. I love it. I I hotted it because it reminds me of Grace Jones in the 80s, mm, especially when she was that. in A View to a Kill, the James Bond mm. movie, and she had that kind of like cat ear thing going on with one of her outfits. I feel it. Does it is it really gloves. gala, though? Yeah, the gloves are great. I think it's gala. But you don't know anything about fashion. Aaron, what do you <laughs> think? I feel... I'm, this makes me feel like it was made by Tina Knowles in the early Destiny Child days. <laughs> <laughs> when, they, when she made like all the outfits. Yeah. 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 I love it. It's like she made it at home. Yeah. Not well, bad, but... Yeah. Right. Well, and it's weird. I think the waistband is does not give her... The dimensions that's, seem off there. Yeah, that's not the most flattering, but I like the homage to blue and gold. All right, next up, this Dylan Sprouse-looking motherfucker, Dylan Brock, a.k.a. Codex, <laughs> shows up on the Venom number 22 <laughs> Hellfire Gala cover by Joshua Kassara, because sure, why not? It's going to be the summer of symbiote soon. Well, his outfit was designed by David Cronenberg, so you've got to respect <laughs> it. This is another one that didn't actually go to the party. You can see him not entering the party. He's behind the red, like, <laughs> yeah. He's not. he didn't get in. Just let me. Cr- like, yeah, who are Cr- you? Krakoa is in the VIP section. We're like, and no one is allowed in. They're like, I'm sorry, Venom's already inside. Like, we don't, we can't. Do I'm Venom. I'm Venom. Do you know who my father is? Ugh. Aaron, yeah. are you just like, who the fuck is this person? Too? I know who it is. I just don't care. <laughs> yeah, that's I, it's amazing how many spider people are involved in this fucking gala. It's just very They're mutants now, according to Marvel. I was but, wondering, would Mary Jane even be invited to the gala? She was. She, she went last, last year, year. Okay. as part of a <laughs> possessed by a robot. Uh, yeah, by Moira, exactly. <laughs> and she right. had the little thing. Uh, I like the outfit. Yes. Like I've dropped off Venom, but I think it's a clever way of showing the symbiote mm-hmm. and like the teeth. And I think the jacket's very fashionable. I think it's gross and creepy, and I love it. It's yep. a good look. I just don't Hotted like it. Hotted at it. <laughs> he came to chew bubblegum or convert you, and he's all out of bubblegum. Exodus slightly upgrades his already garish look for X-Men Before the Fall, Sinister Four, number one by Michelle Bandini. Putting the god back in Gotti. He tried really hard with this, so I like it. Uh, Give it to him. Why? How did Nicolas Cage get an invite to this <laughs> <event>? <laughs> He's as red as he is, too. Uh, and finally, Sync keeps it simple and sexy for this year's Hellfire Gala, X-Men number 24 with Mahmoud Asrar again. Uh, it's a great companion piece to Talon. I think they both look great and very fashionable. That's what I can't wait to see. I think I don't. neither one of the outfits like fully popped for me, but I bet they're going to be one fucking hot Yeah, couple. with her like glasses and then this little weird X thing on there. Yeah, I think that that's fun. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's it. Hot. We'll be posting a lot of the photos, some of these jokes. Feel free to sound off on Instagram, Twitter, wherever you can find us and make us feel good about the bad things we said about yeah, people. Send, <laughs> send your best roast jokes about these looks to us because we want to say them. 
and steal them. <laughs> we are a theft podcast, yes, right? Yeah. We are a heist podcast. All right. Can I get a little extra, extra from you? Extra, extra, extra. Read all about it. There's a new Talon running around, and she says she's got a twin. <laughs> I'll just take a newspaper, sir. Thank you. Yeah. That'll be 800 nickels. <laughs> no uh, dollars, only change. <laughs> All right, welcome to Extra Extra, our news segment. I'm not Clark Whitehead. I'm Kalen Vatia. I'm filling in for Clark with all the entertainment news for your ear holes and assholes. You see, that's what I did that for he Clark. Does, he does say you see a you lot. You see, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, Patty Lapone is joining Catherine Hahn and Aubrey Plaza and Agatha, Coven of Chaos. She's going to be playing uh, Lilia Carderu, a Sicilian witch. Can I get the White Lotus theme, please? <laughs> Can I get the the off-Broadway White Lotus theme? Uh, Yellow flower of the the play. In the comics, uh, she wore the serpent crown to hunt down the Scarlet Witch. She was introduced back in the 1970s. Uh, But I have not read a lot about her. But what do y'all think about Broadway legend Patti LuPone joining this cast? That bitch is going to be nuts. (laughs) (laughs) I think you said it, yeah. (laughs) I feel like the more we see these types of actors and actresses coming into this space it's mm-hmm. i hate to say this because i don't want to believe, say that's not legitimate it legitimizes this whole yeah. genre a little bit more it's sort of i remember them all looking at it like well I'm, I'm on my way out of my career if i do something like that and now they're sort of all trying to get in line and find their way there and, and something like this i think is great i i love what you're saying because i feel like they were doing that and the MC has been particularly good at that, at bringing in like established, well-known actors or you know musicians or whatever that have like reached certain peaks and like are not mm-hmm. necessarily in even in a sunset. Just sort of like, yeah, fuck it, let's do it. Yeah. And I think that uh, you know, even with Michelle Pfeiffer and like, there's just so many good actors and actresses that it's fun to see them back, and it's also a great play for yes. us as viewers. I like Patty Lapone, but I'm worried she's just going to be Patty Lapone. She it's, will be. Yeah, she will she's be. not a character actor. She's Patty fucking Lapone. <laughs> I do. She like, only does one character. Patty LaPone. I'm goddamn Patty LaPone. I do like seeing Patty LaPone, Catherine Hahn, Aubrey Plaza, because I'm not, it's not immediately clear to me which one is going to be the villain. Yeah. Mm. Uh, that you're going to have a bunch of antagonists running around. Because it's, you're the villain because you're a man, Brent. Don't you get the point of the show? I guess I do now. (laughs) (laughs) This is the gayest show ever. Have Judy Garland's corpse be in this. Jake's monsoon as Judy Garland. But it is so gay. Like, they're just... What do gays like? Catherine Hahn, Aubrey Plaza, Patty LaPone. Like Laura this Dern is so gay. This. <laughs> it's so gay. Yeah. Yeah, they're Maybe waiting. Laura Dern. They're waiting to do Laura Dern for something else. I can guarantee you. Oh, but, bitch. Uh, but yeah, it's just so gay. This is the gayest casting news ever. Well, speaking of gay, Paul Lynch is going to be a voiceover. I heard. Paul it's Lynch. Paul Lynch. Lynch. Not Lynch. No, no, no. It's Girl. it's like the spooky version of Paul Lynch. Yeah. Paul Lynch. Burn your He's fucking... David Lynch's yeah, younger gay brother. Burn your gay card, bitch. What is all this? I'm Paul Lynch. <laughs> you don't know Paul Lynch? Yeah, was... Jane Lynch's no, 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 yeah, father. Yeah, Paul Lynch. Oh, he was in my I made acting Peaks. class. Oh, you don't know I him? Just, I just made Twin Peaks and everything. Oh, oh, oh can we cut I'm just that? looking for your dad. I'd like to oh, cut oh, that. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll cut that later, we'll Brent. We'll fix it in post. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of gay, uh, Wolverine, as you have heard before, is going to be in Deadpool 3. That's Hugh Jackman playing Wolverine. 
but he's going to be completely new. We wonder what that means. Say nude. I was like, damn. <laughs> and also nude. Um, I read that as raw. <laughs> well, Deadpool is pansexual and it is rated R, so he might be nude. Uh, so we've already seen new X Men recruit Wolverine, time traveling Wolverine, Samurai Wolverine, and Dark Knight Returns Wolverine. Which Wolverine would you like to see in this movie? There's a Aaron? witch Wolverine. A witch Wolverine. <laughs> Uh, which Wolverine would you like to see, Aaron? <laughs> Shut up, Brent. Which daddy Wolverine? Yeah. yeah, that's the right answer. No notes. I, I don't. Why is he going to be like? I don't. You don't need another new version of this character that's played by the same. Actor. But like an interpretation, like yeah, uh, that's oh, that's fair. Like he's they'll just change up the character like I they mean, did. For yeah, but there's like I a mean, yeah. yeah. They already did old man. Like what is, what is he going to do now? Maybe he'll be Young a bit man. more chummy. I don't know. Broadway. So Hugh Jackman did say that it was important to him that the integrity of the storyline to get to Logan uh, maintain was the same. I don't know what completely new means because you can't have a chipper Wolverine, but maybe it will play up the the bad buddy cop duo type vibe. I a think little better. I mean, one Hugh Jackman is a very funny, funny man. He's a good comedic yeah. actor. So I think they will bring out more of his comedic chops in this. Well, th- this does make more sense to me as I think through it, because we already had Deadpool and Cable in the second one. So yeah. we don't need another, Oh, I'm an angry guy. Oh, I'm a funny guy. Like we need, something's got to be a little bit more interesting. I, uh, you probably read this Aaron, but Jason Aaron's, uh, Spider-Man and Wolverine series about 10 years ago, the kind of the camaraderie the two of them had off of each other, I maybe that's the kind of thing. And Deadpool is, I mean, kind of a Spider-Man riff. He's a more violent, mercenary, pansexual Spider-Man. Update me. Is Deadpool at this point going to be in the MCU? He is, okay. yes. But yeah. breaking the fourth wall a lot. Is I mean, maybe it's a Wolverine variant. Oh. oh. That's what the other thing that I I mean they're playing it up too much. He's gonna have to be a heavy part of it. I do worry it'll be like the Shang Chi, and um, what the fuck is Ben Kingsley? No, what, oh, ben, oh, Trevor Slattery. Yeah, Trevor Slattery. like finding yeah. a thing where they're like, remember the Wolverine you wanted to see? Now you're getting <laughs> yeah. musical Wolverine because we're fucking with you, and then everybody will lose their. Probably, I don't know how that name so fast. Uh, Trevor Slattery is like Sitting surface level the... knowledge, like with my name and phone <laughs> number. That is your favorite character in the MCU, right? Uh, what if he was a live action version of like the animated series Wolby? one? So he's like saying "bub" all the time, oh. like, doing like the tropes that are in the animated series to bring that into fruition. Uh, and he's in the yellow costume, yellow yeah, blue like costume, super like the animated series. Like everything he says is like some weird fucking pun and stuff like that. If he's in a, if he's Deadpool, Deadpool could play off of that really easily. No, for sure. That's a really good point. I like that. If he's in the yellow and brown costume, oh my god, flush it down. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I uh, hate that fucking costume. Uh, the hell, I'm gonna it's, die. It's a, rule, it's a rule about snakes as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving on, we got uh, more news about three more series, or rather, mini series coming from Fall of X. We found out late last week. First up, it's Children of the Vault. The creators are Denny's Camp and Luca Maresca. The synopsis is after this fire's uh, this year's Hellfire Gala, excuse me, the children have been unleashed from the vault, and it's up to Bishop and Cable to team up to stop them. Well, if it isn't our two favorite time travelers, in one yeah. yeah, they want to go to the gala, time cops. and they don't have outfits, and so they're like, where are we going to go? That's their whole adventure. <laughs> yeah. Um, or it's like Wedding Crashers, right? I'm excited to see them out and about. Yeah. Are, are you a big fan of the children, Aaron? 
Okay. If J- I know the children of the vault. Excuse me, Joey. Joey first, I, <laughs> clarify, Thank you, clarify, please. Thank clarify. you for clarifying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> please. The comments expressed by him. Yes. No. I know if Joey or John are listening on the sh- for my show, they pee themselves whenever you see you say something about the vault. Yeah. yeah. So for no other reason than I just want to see the children of the vault. I'm excited. They hate Cable and Bishop. Well, <gasps> half of them. Hate cable, but don't tell us which one. Half of them hate both. You know both of them, or (laughs) both of them hate one of them. The top half or the bottom half? I think. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, (laughs) yes. But no, I'm excited about the children. I, I do worry sometimes because I, I'm always excited when you get a little bit Uh, of them. I know a dab will do you. Yeah, but exactly, (laughs) perfectly put, perfectly put. Dab is my favorite children, by the way. You know Child. what? I'm staying away from the children. I don't. I don't. <laughs> Th- thank you. Stop saying children. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, Vault. I don't want to get let's flagged. The All right. Let's move on to the next book announced. Alpha Flight. Yes. Alpha Flight is back. And they're back in Canada. The creators are Ed Brisson and Scott uh, Godlewski. So following the gala again, Canada decides to make itself relevant once again by resurrecting not one, but two Alpha Flight teams. One is likely going to be the more traditional superhero-y team. Uh, featuring some mainstays like Puck and Sasquatch, while the other team will be a shadowy Black Ops team. And also uh, characters like North Star and Aurora and Nemesis will be in there, uh, uh, you know, talking about how, because they're mutants, how they'll be affected by this. So what do you guys think? I don't know the Alpha Flight that well. What? Sorry. I don't um, know her. They're, they're really fun. Well, I, I've so always really everyone speaks very highly of them, so I am excited to see more. I just I saw them in the cartoon. I read a few of the sort of outside comic stuff, and then then there was Omega Flight for a while. I just never followed any of it, it except for that. What is the Vindicator's an asshole? I it's feel like. it's sad because they came up like when the X Men were being such a huge team. They had a lot of team camaraderie. Yeah, that's the word. <laughs> um, and they they just did. They enjoyed each other, and then they murdered them so many times. I want to see them just okay working as a unit, as a team. I, I love them, though. Sasquatch isn't going to be in it, which I'm sad about. Uh, that's true. Um, I, I'm excited for it, but again, it's a miniseries. Alpha Flight cannot maintain a ongoing series whatsoever. This does get us closer to Danny DeVito being Puck in the MCU, so I'm very happy. That <laughs> He's going to be Wolverine and Puck? <laughs> All right, well. Were you an Alpha Flight fan like growing up? Uh Yes and no. I I liked I, again a little bit goes a long way with Alpha Flight for yeah. me. Um, I'm like exci- Canada in general. Exactly. I I'm excited because I want to see what the age of Krakoa means for Alpha Flight. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know if I need them hanging around. You know, like long term. Yeah. 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 Or with their poutine and their yeah. universal health care. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> All right, the third book that was announced, it's Uncanny Spider-Man. Uh, the creators are Cy Spurrier and Lee Garbett. And yes, because you guessed it, because Sp- uh, Cy is writing it, it is Kurt Wagner becomes Spider-Man for some reason after the Hellfire Gala. Cool, I guess. What's going on here? I don't fucking know, but... It's weird. The weir- it but is I weird. like it. The, uh, the design for the costume <laughs> is very good. Yeah, it's a great costume. I agree. I, I, I'm curious about this. Um... It could be. I mean, I like Cyspiria, first mm-hmm. of all. I love his sort of take, his sort of weird British take on, on yeah, for sure on things. Um, I don't know what to make of this Spider-Man Kurt Wagner thing. I, I, I'm excited to see though. I'm, I'm, but I also I will say, I sometimes get irritated when they put in Uncanny in front of something to sort of give you that 
that mm, you're gonna like it x-men people yeah is what they're doing yeah, yeah. I, that uncanny totally... thing the uncanny avengers you know get that sort of yeah I just, I just remember this during age of x-men remember they had the amazing nightcrawler title oh yeah never oh. thought of that so it's mm. like a little bit of a flip oh, about that. Yeah. what other heroes should they uncanny uncanny captain america yeah like, tuna uncanny man thor. <laughs> uncanny <laughs> thor will be storm uncanny captain america will be cyclops captain probably. Krakoa, yeah uncanny squirrel girl <laughs> that I would read. Would yeah. be Glob Herman. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, after these books came out, we went to Twitter and we put out a poll. It's Polaris. Uh, so we asked uh, our fans on Twitter uh, which of the books they're looking forward to the most, Children of the Vault, Alpha Flight, Uncanny Spider-Man, and fourth choice, Shut Up, Nerds. <laughs> so le- before I go into the uh, into the results, I'm going to ask all of you which of these three books you're looking forward to the most. So Aaron, I'll start with you. Children of the Vault. Same answer. Same answer. Dark X-Men. <laughs> You're just really obsessed from last week. <laughs> you know, it was such a high from being correct. <laughs> no, I like Shut Up Nerds. Uh, yeah, 14% did too. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say Uncanny Spider-Man. Um, just because I'm, I'm a rebel. I'm just... I'm... Kalen believes in the spark. <laughs> the spark. It is the fourth law. Krakoa. <laughs> um... <laughs> So, uh, Children of the Vault uh, was number one uh, by a narrow percentage uh, on Twitter. Number two was Uncanny Spider-Man. Number three was Alpha Flight. And number four, at a surprising 14%, was Shut Up, Nerds. Yeah, to be fair, though, you know, Shut Up, Nerds was kind of the writing candidate that it really took a lot of the votes away from Alpha Flight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a, a, a really split. split the vote. Yeah. My All right, well, that's been our news. Let's get into some MCU Next TV, which is our weekly segment focused on the latest and greatest of the MCU Disney Plus TV shows. This week, we've got X-Men Tadass, Season 3, Episode 16 and 17, Part 3, The Dark Phoenix, and Part 4, The Fate of the Phoenix. Do you know what this one's about? Uh, f- <laughs> following the defeat of the Inner Circle, the back half of this four-parter sees the entire X-Men team, minus that stupid bitch Jubilee, oh <laughs> fighting back against the Dark Phoenix herself, and then later the Shi'ar Imperial Guard to save Jean's mind and body. Uh, good thing there were no living creatures in this solar system. Was that a cop-out or what? Yeah. Big old cop-out. Good thing there were no broccoli-shaped life forms <laughs> in this area. <laughs> they said it like three times. Yeah. Um, what did you guys think about the team's sacrifice to save Gene? Just getting a little orb thrown through your chest. It was a little um, not well thought out. They were really not doing it well. It's very Care Bear stare. They kind of just were like, oh, what if I just throw myself at her? And you're like, no. The- <laughs> Beast just <laughs> shot a gun at one point. He gave up on his powers. He's like, I have a gun. What the Does fuck? He, he doesn't have opposable thumbs. How can you fire a gun? Uh, what is, practically speaking, what is the effect of losing one-seventh of your soul? I would like, give that up in a heartbeat like I, to kill one of you. <laughs> <laughs> I, wow. Like Scott, Scott and Wolverine are fighting about who can, you know, give up their soul to save Gene. And the Phoenix is like, you know, bros, I could, you could just a take bit. a little portion from all of you. Why, why don't you just ask the larger group so we're not losing a seventh of our soul? Yeah, ask the That's Shi'ar. what Voldemort lost. And look what happened to him. I did like that you started that phrase as though Phoenix was um, Jeff Goldblum. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, guys. Uh, The Dark Phoenix saga on the animated series is, I think, the best the show has has ever been and probably will be uh, in its five seasons. Uh, And it's a very close adaptation of the comic. 
what they've motherfucking pulled their punches to your point. Like, you know, by making the Dabari system uninhabited. Yeah. It's a kid's cartoon where they couldn't show her killing five billion you know, individuals, five billion broccoli. But that's what gave the story stakes. Yeah. And like destroying a bunch of rocks. It's like, well, maybe she'll destroy some, <laughs> something, else. something else after. Well, you're not going to show us Fox kids. Kids cannot handle a genocide. They can't. Genocide's pretty good. Um, and then the ending, really, I know that they could not kill off Gene. I know they couldn't do it. <clears throat> but I think I blocked out of my mind the fact that they did this Care Bear stare to fucking save her, and it annoyed me so goddamn much. You didn't like the energy Bukaki? <laughs> <laughs> but when you put it like that... Yes. Seven mutants enter. <laughs> With seven mutants, one gene. <laughs> uh, Aaron, would you give up one-seventh of your soul to save a member you of your podcast? Yeah. I'm just saying Bukaki. <laughs> <laughs> we are a Bukaki podcast. This could ruin his oh, mayoral campaign. Be- before shooting a gun, Beast also played peekaboo with Gene. Did you enjoy that when he jumped from a tree? And threw his hands around her eyes, and then she just <laughs> threw him to the floor. <laughs> Their game plan is so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, yeah. babies do that to me all the time. Their teamwork never works, and yeah. it's very funny to watch. Don't make that dream work. <laughs> <laughs> she blew up Gambit's coat for no reason in the park. <laughs> that was funny. This episode did something which was make me spend 20 minutes trying to research how to take a screenshot of disney plus <laughs> agreed TV. and they don't let you you have to do it with your phone yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it was the, the one scene that i wanted to capture was uh her was dark phoenix jean gray at her home with the ugliest toy in human history <gasps> yeah. and then she runs to the window and goes daddy, daddy daddy's daddy. home i have the voice clip i'll send it to you later okay, um you. yeah but that whole going home process was wild she walks in like a crazy person no one's there she doors uh, unlocked she talks to that cat that hates her prometheus yeah. <laughs> that cat fucking oh uh, a little on the nose there and that the, name and then squeezes that that doll that goes yeah, it's so weird. And then daddy, daddy, daddy. Yeah, it was so good. That, that's art, guys. Um, now, Aaron, you're not on a Slack channel, so you wouldn't have been able to see this ahead of time. But I'm happy to show you that this show has done your girl and my girl storm very dirty. And we'll post this on our Instagram tomorrow. But take a look at this face and you tell me what you see. Oh, my Christ. Can you show, can you explain what you're seeing? We got to post that. That is, is. It almost looks like I'm not kidding. It almost looks like a black one punch man in a wig. <laughs> oh, a thousand. That is very specific, Aaron. Oh my that. god. <laughs> You're right though. Is that not how you show sad oh by just my. having one line going And this was a still panel like pan. Like it wasn't like a quick animation. Her face was sitting there for seconds while I took the screenshot. There's the daddy. Um, Positive note for this episode, we got uh, Marvel Girl's costume. That was actually pretty fucking cool in the cartoon. I enjoyed that. Yeah, that was a good call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We also got a few fun cameos. Doctor Strange looked in the air. Mm -hmm. Thor looked in the air. The Watcher looked in the air. (laughs) No one did anything. No one moved an inch. (laughs) No one did anything. You also had Supreme Intelligence and Skull Empress Raquel. Okay, can we do that voice? That sounded like Ryan Kroll doing drag. (laughs) That is Vicky Van Dump's voice. the what's out? I'm fine with this. Oh, oh, I, I, I love that too. negotiation they were doing. <laughs> that was great. I was yeah. like, God damn it. Why wasn't they I said, doing voice acting hey, back then? Hey, do you mind if we... That sounds great. 
<laughs> it was wild. Uh, we could talk all day probably about the ugliness of the Imperial Guard, but we got to get on to these I issues. I love the Imperial Guard. Well, Fuck yeah. you. I mean, they're still <laughs> ugly. It doesn't mean you can love them all you want. Trial, got, trial by combat needs to end if the world's, the universe is at stake. That's all I'll say. <laughs> uh, the issues is our weekly recap of all things X. And this week we've got Nightcrawlers number three, Bishop War College number three, New Mutants, Lee the Legion number two, and X-Force number 39. But let's go in the order that I want. First is Nightcrawler number three, which right. is fine. It started the same way, too. Simon Spurrier and Philip Sevy, Sins of Sinister, reaches its penultimate chapter ahead of the Dominion closeout. And boy, do things still not make that much sense. Nightcrawler's 1000 finishes the arc of Mother Righteous, Fox Ignis, and Wagverine and her baby. You remember them and love them? I'm sure you do. <laughs> Taking a page right out of Sinister's playbook, Myra also shows up to shoot someone on the final panel. And really, though, she shot fucking Banshee. I thought that this was Black dude, Widow on the last dude, panel. It made no fucking sense. Break. This one is tough, y'all. Aaron, uh, you obviously probably been reading most of the the sins. Maybe can you give yeah. us kind of your overall Actually, perception on that? Can you recap these last three issues? <laughs> I really cannot. I will say the whole sins of sinister thing. I've been loving. We mentioned this off air earlier. I've been reading Nightcrawlers because I just want to be a part of that whole big thing. I had, yeah. I had no idea it's so what was happening, <laughs> what what the objective was. I liked the, I think I more so just like the individual little reveals here and there mm-hmm. with, with Mother Righteous and all the different things and the realizations that everyone was having and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. picking a side um, and the art. But at the same time, as I was reading it, I was just like, well, I just read 20 some odd pages. I don't know what happened. But I'll go along for the ride. It'll make sense eventually. So I think two things are happening. One, Sliceberger is a very talented writer, but man, does he like to really take the most cir- circuitous yeah. route to get to the destination. And you might get lost along the way, and he will not come find you. Yeah. Yeah. Two, I mentioned this last week as we were talking about Storm of the Brotherhood number three, is Sins of Sinister, unless Dominion really pulls it off next week, um, is not. A good story. It is a collection of really interesting ideas and some yep. cool moments, uh, but I don't think this was really well thought out. I think it's treading water till we get to Fall of X. Um, it is trying to evoke, you know, people's fond memories of Age of Apocalypse, which I know Adam you love, but uh, nostalgia, you know, is a bitch, and your memories are better than the actual book itself. Uh, they are, ooh, yeah. Um, but so I, I just think this has been, um, you know, you got three talented writers, three wonderful artists. You know, characters I really love. But this was a, um, this was an experiment that didn't quite work for me. Do you think the story would change for you if you read this all together? Like, if you did not have to wait every single week or every other week? I think you have to take a lot of breaks because it's it's, it's, it's the very it's very it's. It's a lot of material in these pages. It's you're you're unpacking a lot. I, think. I feel like if you read it over the course of a Saturday afternoon, but like really gave yourself the hours and weren't just like really pacing through it, I, yeah, it got really high before. And then I think if you like, because the artwork was pretty, you like looked at each of the pat. Like if you digested the overall, I think like you're describing, there's no the narrative is pretty small. The like what do we got to do? How we got to do it is pretty tiny. But the overall world building sort of works. It's just, I do think it all together would be a lot more interesting than this like week by week. So to take you up on your offer, Brent, I know it's an offer because um, you are Mother Righteous. Uh, I am going to read all of uh, Sins of Sinister, including the Immortal X-Men issues mm-hmm. leading up to it, the prelude. 
uh, right before Dominion comes out, and I will answer your question. What if you go mad? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean, go Caitlin, mad? no, don't. Don't, don't read mind if I do. <laughs> the, <laughs> And the third... Hello, love. Let's get you out. <laughs> Why do you think her name is Is that what you think she Give sounds like? Give me that baby. I'm going to put it in me charge. It's the Beastie Boys <laughs> featuring wrong. Mother Righteous. Give wrong. me that baby. I'm going to...